welcome to a brand new episode of the Straight Up Show podcast. I am your host, Calvin. Hey, y'all, if y'all been living under a rock, uh, this past couple of years, you've been seeing a lot of boxers, uh, or well, quote-unquote boxers, uh, come out of nowhere, like celebrity stars, like your Nate Robinsons and Jake Paul, and like, back where I come from, man, boxing used to be like a thrill. You see Muhammad Ali, you see, well, not me personally, but like, you would see Mike Tyson, uh, I just remember actually watching the Mike Tyson Holyfield where he bit his ear off. I remember watching that a lot, and it was a big deal uh, for the fight itself. And now I really feel like boxing itself has become a mockery. And today we're going to talk about like the state of boxing with an actual pro boxer himself uh, today. He is a former guest of the show, uh, along with another uh, current UFC uh, fighter right now. But today we're going to focus more on him and his training of mind because he is all about boxing uh, and he's giving back to the community with his boxing. Uh, so without further ado, help me welcome uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Blake Trouble Franklin. Blake, thank you once again for coming on the show. How's it going, Calvin? You doing all right, brother? Yes, sir. Doing it, making it, making it, can't complain, man. So, hey, man, me and Blake, man, we go way back, man. We go hey, man. way back since, since child, I think at least since I was like, what, five maybe? Oh, yeah, at least since then. At least since then. Long time, brother. Long and time. now, and now I've gotten to see Blake to uh, be a dad. Now he's a husband, and like I was actually yeah. at the wedding. I think that's last time I seen you was at the wedding, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it was last time we were, you were you were at the wedding. You know, I and you have known my wife for God, yeah, longer. Years. Yeah, yeah. I, man, if 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 longer, yeah, probably it's actually the same time, and that's crazy because like the last time I've been to my back to my hometown in Shreveport. Like I've been back for weddings. And so with Blake, I knew him and his wife before they knew each other. And like mm-hmm. with Rachel and Rachel and Colton, yeah, I absolutely. knew them before they knew each other. So it's like crazy. I'm just I'm just that glue. Man. I'm just that you, glue. You, that you are that glue. And congratulations to Rachel. That, that's that's great. She's uh, I've known her since she was a kiddo. Glad to see her happy. Yeah, yeah that's that's great, man. And so uh Blake, man, like you know, Blake used to be my I call him my big brother because we both don't have brothers at all. So we're kind of like, we're like brothers, man. And like, we've, we've shared some life and memories and like Absolutely. traveled the roads to Oklahoma to camp and many times, many times through, through the panhandle of Texas and everything, bro. We've, we've gone on some, on some trips together. Yeah. And, and I, I call him my big brother, man, because like, even though that, you know, we are not blood related, he's really my brother because you know, he's been really very consistent in the, through the trials and tribulations. And, you know, even like, you know, like I said, we each other's wedding, he's at the wedding and stuff like that. But like, you know, you've given me a lot of advice and like, you know, we can actually like, like we just talked about before we kind of on a show that we can have like political differences and still be like brothers, you know, and like. That's the problem with America right now is that we can sit there and we can't have discussions about, and, and know each other's lives or opinions without thinking negatively about them and that's not the way we're supposed to be yeah and if you, yeah and, and if you follow our show it's kind of what our show is about like we try to embrace each other's differences and like actually you know learn from each other because like i wouldn't always agree with blake and blake yeah. won't always agree with me and he'll say hey i don't agree with you but i don't sit up go on a tangent and say you know blake you're wrong and you know what our friendship is over like you know i would never do it because it's like it's blake's opinion and it's my opinion but like it's still day at the end of the day we're we're able to have our own opinions and we talk about it and we see each other's sides of it and we move on yeah and so that is really how i think america should work 
I think that's how like friendship should work as well. So, and we've been friends since you know almost thirty years, almost. So it's like almost thirty years. Yeah. Almost thirty years. And so, uh, is with that being said, I've seen Blake, you know, transform into this incredible person and somebody that I really respect. Uh, but people don't know that you know if you haven't listened to our show before, Blake is a semi-retired uh, professional boxer. Uh, he just can't hang it up just yet. But uh, Blake, for the people who don't know you, uh, right quick. Uh, who are you? Kind of introduce yourself to us. So uh, I've been boxing for in, in fight game for 30 years. Um, about six or seven years ago, I started training people, um, opened up my own gym. My partner and myself, Brent Mason, we combined with COVID hit. Um, you know, we formed something called the compound. We've got Machado Jiu-Jitsu, Elite Combat, and Trouble Boxing. Um, we both trained each other's fighters and we have been wanting to be a part of, you know, be in the same place rather than be across town. And so when COVID happened, we were all paying rent and couldn't be open. So we combined and over the past several years, we've grown. Uh, now we're at about 200 something members, give or take. And um, it's a, it's a really beneficial thing. Uh, uh, we've got three fighters that are signed to DOC that train here. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. We hopefully we'll probably have more than that as, as time grows. Um, we've got, uh, amateur boxers, uh, jujitsu practitioners. We've got, it's, it's just a great thing. We all want to see everybody succeed. Um, whether your goal is to just learn something or to get in shape or to lose some weight or to, you know, get to that pinnacle, that level that you, you know, that everybody wants to be in. Well, we, we've got the tools to get you there. So, man, I definitely come train with you, man. Like, I don't know. Why did, why did you train me growing up, man? Like, you never trained me growing up, man. I think I, you. I, I, I wasn't in the the mindset of training anybody back then. Yeah, I was it was too busy. I was learning, you know, mm. and uh, and my wife now kept me busy on the other on the other days that I wasn't training, you know. Definitely, I could definitely use you for football, man. I could use you for like football training back then, man. I've got a lot of players that train with me during the off season to work on their footwork and their hand speed, you know, mm. like um, offensive and defensive linemen, you know, that'll work sit there and work on leverage footwork, you know, which is boxing. Power mm. starts from the ground. Everything starts from how we're connected to the ground. It's crazy. So how did you get into boxing and where did the name trouble come from? Uh, I got into boxing when I was uh, from Taekwondo. So when I started uh, Taekwondo, when I was a kid, um, uh, my instructor, Charlton Young, um, was a former world champion kickboxer and he did had an exhibition one day. I was like, oh, I want to do that. So at like six years old, I, I did a kickboxing match. Well, the local boxing coach who's well, legend in the sport in the whole country, like he's in the National Golden Ghost Hall of Fame, was the Olympic boxing coach for the one of the Olympic teams with Delahoy was on the team. And um I was like, hey, that kid, that kid could do something. And he was like, hey, I'm I want you to come to the boxing gym. And it just bloomed from there, you know. Um I'm very blessed to have had the, the journey I've had. And where did you get the, I mean, I think I know, but where did you get the name Trouble from? So uh, my family are huge Elvis Presley fans, okay? And um, I would always talk in school and get in trouble. Well, Elvis has a song called Trouble, and um, that it just went from there. Um, yeah, yeah, man, you, 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 you definitely... Like I said, man, just to witness you get in trouble in person, like, like Blake was always in trouble, man. Like you always, and I think the thing about you, man, is like it's just like you always stood up for yourself no matter what, man. Just it, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even get in trouble. I would get in trouble for even the stupidest things, 
So um, it, it is what it is. And I, I kind of, it helps me help uh, kids today because I've kind of lived that life. You know, I've, I've lived that, that scenario. I've, I've kind of seen what happens, you know, mm. kind of know what buttons push and, and where people come from, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. Now here we are again. And now you're semi-retired, like, right. Are you, are you fully retired? It's really hard to say fully retired. You know, you see people like, uh, I know you want to talk to him about later, Jake Paul making $40 million or however much he made for a fight. It's absurd, you know, and no offense, but there's in no way, shape, or form he should be making that. Mm. There's no reason he should be getting that attention. Um, but on the ass, on on the flip side, it's really good that he is because it's bringing younger and newer eyes to the sport. Mm. You know, it, yeah. it really is. And we're gonna talk about more about like just people like Jake Paul uh, in the sport of boxing on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to the Straight Up Show podcast. I think straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest, and that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered, raw, with all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't, straight up. The videos and images displayed all across the world cannot fully express what the people of Ukraine are going through. This senseless act of terrorism has cost many of their lives and forced millions of Ukrainians out of their homes. Yet it's the Ukrainians' pride and resiliency that has inspired the entire world. So we here at Straight Up ask you to stand for freedom, stand for human rights, but most importantly, join us as we stand with Ukraine. Welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast. Today we're talking all about boxing. I have my semi-retired uh, professional boxer, a uh, good friend, my brother, uh, Blake Trouble Franklin, on the show. Thank you once again for coming on the show today. Always, always a pleasure to thank you for having me. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, and like I said, Blake is no stranger to the show. Uh, pretty sure he listens a lot and sees the kind of crazy stuff we talk about. Uh, but I said, me and Blake are brothers, man. We always kind of just talk and bounce ideas off each other because, you know, this life is is too short and to be like bitter with each other. And so Blake has definitely been with somebody in my corner. Uh, supporting the podcast and so i uh, definitely want to support him and the trouble boxing gym uh in shreveport louisiana so uh big props to you because i've seen where you come from and to see where you are now is definitely amazing thank you brother i, I really appreciate it it's it's one of those things to where uh you know life's too short we should support each other those that you're your friends with and supporting of we should always support each other uplift and and help 
you know, mm. it's, it's something that, you know, we all learn and grow as we're, as, as we're, as we're humans, we grow and learn. And it's something that I've learned. Yeah. And like I said, he, he's helped me out in the past and his family's helped me out and shout out to your family too. Like love the family, man. Just, you know, all the way from the grandparents to the parents and, you know, definitely a big pivotal part of my life. And so you're, you're well loved. I promise. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, the sport of boxing, like I said, just I'm not really a big, big fan like most people are, but boxing definitely uh, has been a a forefront in your life. You know, one of the most important things has actually got you to where you are right now, if it wasn't for the sport of boxing. Honestly, before we get started, where do you think you would be if you were not a boxer? Law school. I would have been an attorney. Following your dad's footsteps? Yep, following my dad's footsteps. Yeah, that's definitely where I would have been <laughs> for, for better or worse, man. That's that's where I would have been. Do you think that do you think that you could see yourself actually being a lawyer? Like if you ever retire at all or even try to start like a branded career, are you just like, you know what? Boxing's it through and through. I'm at the age and time right now where I don't think I could get there. Mm-hmm. But but in the future. But um ten years ago, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, now I don't think that having to go back and continue, you know, an education with being a dad and a husband and a, and owning a business. I don't think I could, I could get there. All right. So with the sport of boxing now and the way it is, um, you see more and more of these, like, you know, I think the first of my city was like, uh, it was Jake Paul and had this big, like Snoop Dogg on commentary and all this stuff. It was Mike Tyson coming out. I think that's what like, the last time me you talked about it, they had Mike Tyson uh uh versus I forgot who it was. Roy Jones. Roy Jones, yeah. And like they made it into a whole like, you know, celebrity thing. Cause I think when you came on, we were just doing a preview of it, you know. But to actually see the 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 way it was was like a whole like comedy, you know, it really wasn't that serious. And you know, Mike shouldn't have been fighting in the first place. But well, more uh, than that, Roy should have been fighting. Mike was good for for been out of the ring for 20 years yeah uh, uh no it, you know it was before that it was logan paul like jake's brother and ksi did something mm-hmm. you know they had some sort of beef i, I don't know all in my opinion it, it's bringing eyes to the sport of boxing you know boxing has been kind of not dying but declining for the past several years with mixed martial arts and the ufc doing an amazing job promoting and uplifting their sport and doing some things that, you know, boxing probably needed to do. Um, and it's phenomenal what they've done. I'm a huge fan of Dana White, huge fan of the UFC. Um, Dana's an incredible guy and a genius. Um, but the issue that we have with, with Jake Paul is people thinking he's legitimately somebody that's good. And he's made great strides in his two and a half, three years of, of training. And I give him credit for that. But he's not he's not a, a professional that I have amateurs that would just wipe the floor with him, you know. And it's great that he's bringing eyes to the sport. I mean, I'm all about it. But let's put into perspective who he's fought, right? Mm. He's fought a YouTuber who I have no idea who the guy was. Then he fought a NBA player who did not know how to stand, much less fight. Uh, then he fought um, 
Ben Askren, who was a collegiate wrestler in the UFC, and all credit to him, one of the a, a great. But he wasn't a striker, wasn't a boxer. He was a wrestler. You know, his what people know him now for is for him shooting in on Jorge Masvidal and taking the knee and going to sleep in like six seconds. And uh, he had uh, he had just had a hip replacement. Um, those are three of his wins. Then he fought um, Tyrone Woodley, who was a 42 year old wrestler in the UFC, um, former champion, take nothing away from him, but there's once again, a difference between the UFC and a boxer. Um, you know, it's just like NBA and the NBA and the NFL, you know, there's similarities. They run, they catch, there's a ball, but there's similarities, but they're different sports. Um, and then he fought a 50 year old Anderson Silva, you know, and the first person that he fights with any boxing experience whatsoever beat him pretty well, pretty easily. You know, it was a competitive fight, but he beat him pretty easily. But it's a it's a beautiful thing that's bringing eyes to the sport. You know, I've got kids that come into the gym now that'll that are taking boxing classes that are like, oh Jake Paul. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm 35 years old and I'm like, why are you looking at Jake Paul? You know, but um it's it's a it's a great thing. And I, I'm I'm thankful for him for it, you know. But uh, it's 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 just the only problem that I see is I've done this for 30 years, you know, and I know how to do it the right way. And people think that he's here and he's really down here. And it's not just him. And the, we live in a day of YouTube and social media where people um, just because they put something on social media, people think they're an expert in it. And it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with, you know, politics. Social media has made experts out of idiots, you know, um, same thing with 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 boxing, you know, um, I'm actually going to do a, a TikTok video here in a few minutes uh, talking about there's a video that I saw that came across my TikTok where the guy's got like 300,000 likes on a video and looking at it, I'm, I'm sitting here going, everything you're doing is wrong and I can actually tell you why it's wrong. You know, um, but people think it's right. So it's just one of those weird things. When you watch like people like uh, Jake Paul and uh, Logan, Logan's actually went from boxing to wrestling now, which is kind of that is so awesome. His athleticism. I respect those WWE guys so much because they are so athletic. It's unreal. Yeah. And uh, he had this thing where he just jumping off ropes now and like, Oh, hitting people. Uh, yeah. the, that's unreal. Kudos to all of them. those guys. If people, you know, it's entertainment, but those guys are unreal athletic and athletes, you know? And, and, it, and it's cool because I don't really like knock those guys because they're striking by the iron's hot, you know? They are. I, I take nothing away from them. You know, before that we had, and he's a legitimate wrestler now. You have Miz who came from like some reality show back when we were in high school, you know, and now he's, you know, a legitimate person in the wwe so God, you know that's kind of crazy maybe maybe he's the one that actually started that kind of like just kind of yeah if you look at it from that aspect yeah wow and like when you watch these jake paul fights do you ever see any kind of like as a professional boxer yourself been in the business uh doing the sport for 30 years do you ever see any kind of like flaws in jake paul's style of boxing absolutely um no matter how athletic you are just like any sport, there's things and intricacies and fundamentals that take time to develop, right? Everything we do in sports becomes muscle memory, right? And 
muscle memory in boxing and just like tennis or baseball or football or any other sport takes time to develop those muscle memories because it goes against what we do naturally walking and 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 breathing and everything else and so it just takes time can he learn it absolutely will he ever be Floyd Mayweather Jr maybe probably not I wouldn't think so um could he get good yeah will he ever be the best out there probably not but you know I give him credit for learning it he's got a good team around him he's got um one guy by the name of BJ Flores that trains him who knows what he's doing former world title challenger um I, I give him a lot of credit, but, you know, I, I think in my opinion, he's got a lot of pressure on himself right now that, you know, when you're making however much he is, I, I've seen a bunch of different reports. He's making millions of dollars in his sixth and seventh fight. Um, and uh, he's got a lot of pressure on him. And so he's not giving himself time to really develop, right? He's not having time to really learn all these things that he needs to learn, you know, how to breathe, how to, how to move, how to survive, how to sit there and set shots up, how to, you know, counter and how to nullify somebody else's things. He's got one really, he's got some God-given talent when it comes to power. Um, he's got one really good shot. Um, but, you know, with time, everything comes. And if I were training him or helping him with anything, I would sit there and just help him with fluidity, right? And by that, I mean, I would sit there and help him just flow. I would just sit there instead of throwing power shots over and over and over and over again. I would help him just set shots up, throw combinations, no power, just flow. Boom, 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 boom. I trained somebody earlier today and we, we just flowed for, we did five or six rounds on the pads this morning, just flowing. Just flowing. And I think that'll help him with worlds because if you watched his fight with Tommy Fury this weekend, Tommy has a lot of flaws, but he is at least humble enough to know that he is still learning. This was only his eighth fight or eighth or ninth fight, and he's still learning and, and growing as a boxer, growing as a fighter, knowing where he needs to be and knowing the things that he needs to work on. But Tommy flowed in there. Tommy was throwing six and seven and eight punch combinations and landing two or three of them. The best fighters in the world, from Canelo Alvarez to Floyd Mayweather Jr. to whoever, name, name a world champion, lands the best fighters in the world, land 30% of the time. So that means if you throw 10 punches, only three of them land. So Jake Paul has an issue of throwing one and two shots at a time. That means he's needing to land, you know, at a much higher rate than the best fighters in the world land at. So to be able to land at 30% of the time, we need to be throwing more shots. And this weekend, I think Tommy Fury out through doubled his output and likewise doubled his connect percentage and or doubled his landed punches. So I, I would, that's what I would work at him with. I, I think that, um, does he have potential? Absolutely. You know, he's got something you can't teach and that's power. Um, and he's got people behind him, you know, so, and he's got, obviously got a strong work ethic. So kudos to him, kudos for what he's been able to accomplish. Do I think he's a top 10 rated fighter? No. Could he be? Maybe. We'll see. You know, also when you sit there and make $40 million in your sixth fight, why sit there and continue to let somebody beat on your head? You know, being a fighter is not fun. We die, you know, you heard me talk to fighters earlier. We diet. We sit there and put it, punish our body. We don't get to have the fun that we always do. It takes a certain breed of people to do that. And if you've got $40 million in the bank and you can go sit on a beach drinking a Corona, you know, having fun, or you can go to the gym. Yeah, I, I know one thing you, you told me before talking to Matt Schnell, 
Uh, shout out to Matt Chanel and USC. Uh, and um, you said that just you being semi-retired, you get to enjoy a cheeseburger. Like how re- how rewarding that was just to like enjoy a, a cheeseburger. So I'm like, dang, man, that's like me every other day. You know, like. <laughs> right. So lately I've been, um, there might be some news coming about me doing something soon. Um, so I've been, you know, um, dipping my toes back in the training water and getting my diet where it should be and, and losing weight and getting, you know, back in shape a little bit, probably where I should be anyway. And, um, man, let me just tell you something. It's, uh, being disciplined is something that fighters don't get enough credit for. You know, we don't sit there and, or we're not able to splurge and go have a Coke or go, you know, simple things that people go to a gas station, just pick one up. We don't do that. You know, um, donuts, you know, um, cereal, things like that. We, we weigh our food. We sit there and eat certain things. We know what we're putting in our body. We're and we're eating for, you know, the rock has a saying that he's like, I eat for fuel, not for pleasure, you know? And we live in America in a society today where, everything is glamorized and everything is got a sauce and tastes amazing. And our, our food portions, you know, we as humans don't need, uh, you go to a Mexican restaurant here and our food portions eat for lunch this big, right? We don't need that much. You know, we're eating to excess. Our body is storing all that, right? So I'll eat for lunch. I'll eat, you know, five ounces of protein, a third cup jasmine rice and a handful of veggies and a bottle of water. I'm full, you know, I'm stuffed and I have energy and it's clean energy that my body burns and eats. And so now it's starting to eat the fat cells that it needs. Right. And so I've got just, it's just, we as a society, you know, eat a lot of processed foods that aren't good for us. And portion control is a big thing. You know, I've got people that are, that have lost 70 and 80 pounds working out with me that They've changed their diets, and the main thing they've done is portion control, you know, where instead of eating, you know, 10 pieces of pizza at a buffet, they've eaten, you know, eat a salad and eat two or three, and it, you, it, you'd be surprised how much weight they lose, you know? Sure, man. I wish I was there right now training with you, man. I need to drop this weight, man. I do. And I, I'll help you in any way I can. We can start doing it virtually. We can, okay. I can help you virtually. I'm going to hold you to that. Come on. Uh, a follow-up question before we go to break. You you said something that kind of made me think about just like combat athletes in the, in the beginning, like outside of just like boxing and like, you said that Jake Paul has a lot of pressure on him, especially mm-hmm. now that he's lost and kind of like, you know, ooh, you lost your fight. Uh, why is it that boxers, especially like, I think when I saw Ronda Rousey, you know, the pressure she had when she lost, when she was on top and had like Holly, was it Holly, um, I mean, Holly, uh, her name, oh, Holly Holm. Holly Holm, yeah. Yep. And like how just that defeat really just destroyed her whole like career because people were like, oh, you're not on top right now. Like how much does uh, pressure the combat athletes have just to like, just to win and like that one win can like make or break your career? Because I've seen, even seen like our buddy Matt, you know, just how it bashed him and how like it kind of, you know, just the pressure it had on him. You know, even though we know he's a great striker, a great fighter, like that pressure, why is it that combat athletes have that defeat or that pressure so much? It's a different sport. It's a different mentality. You know, we, the biggest sport in the world right now, or in America rather, is fo- football, the NFL. 
in the world, it's soccer. Those are team sports. So you win and succeed as a team, right? You win as a team in their seasons. So if you have a bad season, like, how do I put this? Tom Brady had probably the worst season he's ever had as a football player, right? But he's going to go down as the GOAT. We're not going to remember his last season, right? We're not going to remember his last game of losing at the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to remember the guy who's got rings on every finger, right? You know, he is the best quarterback ever. But as a fighter, we don't have seasons, right? We have a career. We have a record. And it doesn't change. Okay, well, you know, I've had a bad year. Good thing I've got a new season coming up. We don't have that benefit, right? But on the contrary, but on the, the flip side of that, we get all the credit. When we win, oh, my God, it's not look at, oh, man, you threw a great pass, but, you know, he called it and he made some good moves. No, I did that. I won. That was me. Flip side, I get beat. I don't you, – you know what I mean? Everybody loves a winner. Everybody loves success. Um, and one thing that I, I will tell you is watch the people that you have with you when, you when you lose because those are your friends and the people that you need. Everybody's got a ton of people around when, when they win. You know, look at Mike Tyson. Look at MC Hammer in another industry. You know, had huge entourages that they were paying for and everything. When you lose, you don't make as much money. See how many people you have around you then, right? See how many people are willing to buy you dinner. See how many people are willing to, to, to uplift you. Those are the people you need around. Keep your One thing that I've learned and been working on recently with some personal struggles I've had is keep that circle small, right? The bigger the circle is, the weaker it is, right? Think about like a wedding ring, right? Think about a wedding ring. I, I think about this in fights. I, t I teach it to my kids all the time. That wedding ring is small, right? Think about how small it is, how strong it is. You can push on it all you want. It's not going anywhere. But you take the same amount of metal and you stretch it out, heat it up, and you stretch it out. You can start bending it. It becomes pliable, right? Keep that circle small. The smaller it is, the stronger it is. Damn, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> not you, not you trying to be all motivational and stuff, man. This is It's weird to see Blake like this, like to see, because I know Blake, from the striker and the boxer. I don't know, like, as the trainer and stuff like that. I still haven't I've, really. I've, I've got a few things. You, you'd be surprised. I, I can I can be motivational. I can I can teach. I can sit there and, and do some things. You'd be surprised. Yeah, because Blake is my big brother. So, you know, like, big brother, little brother. We're always like, you know, he's always Living like, man. Yeah. I know. So, it's just like to see him, like, just be like, man, man, we're getting, we're getting older, man, because now Blake's more seasoned. Now he's, now he's a lot more, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's like a, this is like a brand new Blake right here. So I'm just like, man, I love it. You know, I love to see him like doing this the coaching thing and seeing. But we're gonna have a little bit more uh, with Blake uh, Trouble Franklin. Make sure you stay tuned to the Straight Up Show podcast. Tired of the same old boring clothes? Want to support your favorite podcast but don't know how? Well, you're in luck. The Straight Up Show podcast store is finally here. In our Teespring shop, you can find all the merch that tells the world you're keeping it straight up. From t-shirts to masks to even leggings, our store has you covered. Just visit straightupshowpodcast.com and click that merchandise button. That's S-T-R, the number eight, upshowpodcast.com. Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of the Straight Up Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin... And it's 
provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other. There's only one rule to our show. You gotta be out there i'm sutan salawudin from southside season three is out right now on hbo max make sure you tune in and make sure you tune into the straight up podcast show whenever you are online peace all right welcome back to the straight up show podcast we're talking all about boxing today uh talking about the, the new controversy not really controversy but like this how people are getting into boxing and how it's now being popularized by people like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and other more celebrities who want to get into boxing. Uh, we're here with professional, semi-retired professional boxer, uh, Blake Trouble Franklin, out of the uh, Trouble Boxing Gym Compound uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Thank you once again uh, for coming on the show. Always, brother. Glad to have it. It is an honor to be here. Yeah, and like I said, man, I hate that this is kind of how we're talking, but I don't go back home a lot, man. So so it's just, you know, it, it, I haven't seen Blake so much so that I haven't been to the Trouble Boxing Gym, uh, but I am once again proud of the where you got this gym going and the people that you have going throughout there. Actually, we just saw uh, Andrea Lee, you know, UFC fighter, female division. So that's kind of cool to see that, you know, she's training at the Trouble Boxing Gym. Yep, uh, she's upstairs. Victoria Leonardo, who's got a fight coming up, who I've been training for years now. She's upstairs. We're gonna when I get done with you, I'm gonna go upstairs and kind of help them a little bit, train with them for a little bit. Um, it's it's great. We've got quite a few guys here from the Battle of the Badges on the police side that are that are here training. They're they've got a fight coming up in the in a few weeks. So it's um, man, look, I'm blessed. I do what I love, and uh, I'm able to pass along some of the knowledge and the and the experiences I've had. And if I can help somebody do better than I did, great. I'm, I'm all about it. I mean, how rewarding is that to see that, like, you know, we have home. And I, I think people don't really realize that Northwest Louisiana has some great uh, boxers, you know, like, so we've mentioned, yeah, like, we've got some great fighters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's great to see, you know, I'm, like, sorry. Oh, no, I'm, I'm it, you know, I tell kids all the time. I was like, y'all don't know how blessed y'all are. When I was coming up in y'all's age, I, my boxing coach was 65 years old. Right. Y'all got somebody that I'm still relatively young. I can still move around. I can still compete. And I've lived some things and I can sit there and tell you where I've come from and the, give my life experiences so that I can make yours better. You know, that is one thing that I wish I, if I would have had somebody like, you know, my boxing coach and Ray Paxton's a legend and I love him and I've learned so much from him. Right. But if he, I would have got him younger in life. Right. I think that I would have learned more and gone further in life because I would have had somebody that was able to relate to me a little bit more, right? You know, and uh, that's something that I'm I'm blessed right now in this stage of my life and career to be able to pass on some knowledge and some things to kids, you know, and younger fighters and younger people today than, than what was able to be, you know, kind of taught to me. Listen, it's it's really rewarding to see, you know, you do what you're doing, but like, you know, just 
to see people like like Andrea Lee and you know uh, and Matt Schnell all go to the UFC, like because there's this old adage that there's and no don't, talent. Don't forget Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. Yeah. Victoria's in the UFC. Like we, she went. She got on the hard way. She went through the hardest job interview in the in the world. She went through Dana White's contender series. She went on on a on a week notice. We went to Vegas and we fought an undefeated Muay Thai fighter from Australia. And we stopped her in the second round. And um, look, we we were huge underdogs. And she got she she passed her job interview with flying colors. It was one of the best nights of my professional and coaching career was being with her when, when that happened. You know, getting her getting to see her sign her UFC contract and Dana White saying, Come on down. It, it was a great thing. So Vic, don't, you know, Andrea and Danger. You know, and D-Rock and Tony Kelly and all these guys from Kevin Aguilar, all these guys from, you know, the Arklatex, you know, they've all come through our gym. I've had the pleasure of working with all of them. They've all made it to the show, right? They've all made it to the, to that top tier in their sport. And um, we've got a lot of talent, but don't we oftentimes victorious, you know, left out of the conversation because she's newer to the, to the, mm. newer to the organization because, by this point, Danger and, and Andrea are vets. They've they've had six and seven fights. We're about to have our third, you know. So sometimes she's forgotten that shuffle, but trust me, she we're we're coming. She's uh she's about to make a splash. Well, you know, shout out to Victoria, man. Forgive me for leaving her out, man. But that's... no, not a, not at all. It's not you. It's just I got to give a little plug to to somebody that I've been. That I, you know, she was in my wedding. She was a bridesmaid in my wedding. Uh, she's one of my dearest friends. And look, we've, I've been training with her since before, you know, and training her and helping her and coaching her since before I even opened a trouble boxing gym. So it's, it, it just to see her grow, it's been, it, it's, it's, it's prideful. I'm, I'm very proud of her. About two or three more questions for you, Blake, and then I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll kill it. And, um, for people like, you know, Victoria, Andrea, uh, Kevin, all those people that you mentioned, like how explain to people who are on TikTok and they see like the Jake Pauls and stuff like that, but explain to them how the toughness to like just start from day one at a gym to like getting to like the UFC. Explain like how tough and how hard it is. It is extraordinarily hard. Um, so let's put it into perspective to make it to the UFC, to fight for a world title in boxing. You means you are the 1% of what you do, right? You are the top percent of what you do. Um, imagine making it, to make it to the UFC is harder to make it to the UFC than it is to make it to the NFL, right? So just put that in perspective. How many people play football? Millions. How many people make it from peewee football to high school? Millions. How many people make it from people from high school to college? Thousands. You know, how many people from college football make it to, you know, D3 to D1? Less than that. D1 to, to the NFL. Less than, you know, it, put that in perspective. You know, a lot of people compete. A lot of people say they've done things that they haven't done. A lot of people have done things that they don't say. Um, people grow. And we've had, we've been blessed around this area to see a lot of people advance and make it to the make it to the, the big leagues but it is extraordinarily hard you see when when they fight for 20 minutes 15 minutes you know 
the hours and months and years it took them to be able to show you what they did in 15 minutes. It's just unimaginable. The amount of suffering and pain, you know, desire and drive to push it, the amount of sacrifices they make. It's, it's just unreal. And um, people don't put that in perspective, you know? Um, it's just to see the amount of pain and struggle that they go through, you know, when they leave the gym, they're sore, they can't move. You know, they've got to be able to sit in an ice bath to just be able to function later on that day, you know, and then they go work out again that day. You know, we don't just train once a day. We're training two and three times a day. Like right now they're upstairs kicking, you know, um, it's, and I, I can hear, I don't know if you can, but they're, they're upstairs kicking. Um, before they even are able to do that, they're stretching for 20 minutes just to prevent injuries. You know, um, one thing that I, I will say that I'm very impressed with is the amount of preservation that people can do now and have their bodies do. I mean, you look at LeBron James, Tom Brady, we talked about a minute ago, you know, that are still playing at that upper echelon. You know, they're outplaying the young guys because they take care of their body. And that's something that I'm struggling to learn right now because we're in our 30s. Nobody did that when we were younger, right? Nobody talked about it. You know, nobody ever talked to you about self-care and things of that nature, right? Nobody talked about, hey, you just got done working out. Make sure you take your BCAs. Make sure you take some ibuprofen for soreness. Go sit in a cold bath. Make sure you, you take care of your body. Make sure that you eat the carbs and the fats that you need to so that your body takes care of itself. Nobody ever talked about that. Now we do. One thing that I will tell you that I am super, super proud of the UFC for doing is they're educating their fighters and they're educating their coaches on how to sit there and what to put in their fighters' bodies. Uh, and I'm not as educated as I, as I will be. Like, I listen to Brent Mason, who has a degree in this, and Brent teaches me something every day. I, my body will struggle. I'll sit there and be like, man, I'm sore. He's like, did you have enough fats? No. He goes, well, he'll go, he'll go to our kitchenette and bring me something. You know, he's constantly feeding us uh, protein shakes and things of that nature, peanut butter and things to, to help our bodies. I can honestly say that the age of the athlete and the fighter and everything else is growing now. And right now you're seeing a starting to learn. In the next 10 and 15 years, you're going to see a peak. You know, primes now, our cardiovascular prime, we don't hit it as a male until you're 35 years old. And unfortunately, people think at 35, you've passed your prime, Right. In most sports, whether it be football, boxing, it doesn't matter. 35 years old, you're kind of on the decline, right? Why is that? Well, it's not because your cardiovascular prime's gone. It's because your body is so torn up by that point in time that you can't keep up with the young kids anymore. Well, now we're able to keep up and take care of our bodies. So you're going to start seeing more and more people, in my opinion, playing and competing until they're 40, 42, 43. You know, I think Tom Brady and LeBron James are just the start of what you're going to start seeing. That's crazy because they definitely have been playing a long time and to see them. Bro, LeBron is just still like, you know, he rolled his ankle last night, but he still puts up sick numbers. Like, and this I, is the, you say what, $2 million to, to his body every year? I mean, I don't have $2 million to put into my body every year, but, <laughs> but, but if, you know, he, same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you know, look at what he puts into his body, what he's fueling his body with. Mediterranean so, diet is what he said. It's unreal. Um, so this this like a, a, a just kind of a, a hunch question. Sure. You, you know me as a big boy my whole life, right? Right. Do you do you think that if I really was disciplined, can I become a professional boxer? Now or back when you were a kid? Now. 
Maybe. Maybe um, I'll even go for amateur. Yeah, absolutely. You could definitely fight as an amateur. You think I can actually shed all this weight and actually like... Absolutely. With discipline and time, everything is possible, right? Yeah. You know, you have to be disciplined. You have to show up to the gym. You know, I've got a guy right now that wants nothing more. He says nothing more than to compete in box, but he he half-asses it. He'll show mm. up two days to the week. And, you know, I know we all have lives and jobs and things, but we have to be dedicated to something, right? Just because you miss a day does not mean you can give up. We, if you have a goal, it doesn't matter if it's to compete in boxing, to to uh, to, to write a book, to have a podcast, to 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 build something. You have to have a goal and have to achieve drive towards it, right? We have to make sacrifices to get to any goal because anything worth having, you know, we have to strive for. Anything, nothing worth having is easy, right? If it was easy, everyone would do it. We always have to have goals and push through because they're going to be good days and bad days, right? So if you were to have that goal and you were to come to me, Blake, Blake, we do it. Our first three months would suck because we would be just sitting there working our cardio and getting our mobility and flexibility back. Your first week, you would feel like it was an impossible journey. By month two, three, and four, you would start seeing some severe, some really great improvements, right? It, definitely, you could do it. And if that's something you want to do, I challenge you to do it. There are some great trainers in Dallas that can help you do it. If you want to come to Shreveport and have me help you, I would love to. We would make it a series. We can make it a podcast series. We make it a video blog. We could do. We could blow it up. But absolutely, you could do. It. There's yeah, no no doubt in my mind. I'm dedicated now to get to be motivated to do this. Um, you 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 mentioned your gym and how about I can come there. Uh, I'm sure you extend this invitation to others as well. Okay. Tell us about Trouble Boxing Gym and what uh, people would get when they come there. So we offer classes mon uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, we do mixed martial arts, boxing, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing. We have the best coaches around. We have more than 100 years' experience on our gym right now. Um, we train people from those that are just learning to looking to learn skill, from kids that need some discipline, somebody that wants to compete, somebody that wants to lose weight, all the way to the high-end athletes. We've got classes and systems available for everybody. Everybody's welcome. We're all-inclusive. We want any and everyone. We want to help you achieve your goals, whether it be just to learn how to do an arm bar that you saw on TV and learn how to throw a jab, you know, or to maybe lose 20 pounds, get whatever the case may be. We can help you out. And you also offer online classes as well, right? We do. We do do some online. Absolutely. All right. And before you go, how can people find you, Blake, and find the Trouble Boxing Gym online? So uh, we, we have Facebooks. We have a website. We have everything. Compound, the, the fight compound, sbc.com troubleboxinggym.com facebook.com with trouble boxing gym the compound elite combat uh, we i'm not hard to find a simple google search can find me you know can find us um reach out I, i'm always by the, the by the phone i answer it that's gotten me in trouble for, with the wife for answering messages at too late at night um but look look guys i'm always there if i can ever be of assistance or help to anybody i'm always there uh, and of course, and of course, we'll have all his information on the ticker below uh, if you're watching this. And if you're listening right now, uh, we'll have this information in the show description. Uh, Blake, man, once again, thank you so much for. Uh, Thanks for having me on. And I love you, man. Always, you, man. Alvin, I can't let me say something. I'm so proud of you. 100 episodes of Straight Up Podcast. That is an amazing accomplishment i'm so proud of you keep keep it up i know whatever else you do in life after this you're gonna be successful at um known you for forever since we were kids from church camp to 
to everything. I'm very proud of you. I love you. And just keep on grinding. Keep on doing what you do. Uh, thanks, bro. It really means a lot, man. Blake Franklin, everybody. Blake Trouble Franklin at the Trouble Boxing Gym Compound. Thank you once again, brother. Uh, see you soon, man. See you, brother. Uh, that's the end of our show, guys. Make sure you go to our website, TrevShowPodcast.com. Uh, uh, there you can see Blake's previous episode with Matt Schnell, Matt Danger Schnell of the UFC, talking about the Tyson uh, Jones fight that went pretty crazy. But uh, go there, our podcast, TrevShowPodcast.com, uh, STR, STR number eight, UpShowPodcast.com. Uh, go there. Uh, also, uh, if you want to support us, go to Patreon.com forward slash TrevShowPodcast318. That's patreon.com forward slash rap show podcast. Do you want it? Until then, there's only one rule to our show. You gotta be straight up. All right, see y'all soon. See you guys.